Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another Ask Ping. I'm up here in the uh, mountains at work and uh, answering some questions. Let's do it. First one says, hey Ping, just want to say thank you so much for your involvement in getting Kenny on that 250 for straight rhythm. Always such a cool event and his style on a two-stroke is definitely one of the highlights of the off-season for me. I know you're not exactly close with the KTM camp anymore, but there were several 23 KTM two-strokes in the event. Is it safe to assume these were the new fuel-injected bikes? What are your thoughts on these? It seems from past bike tests that you prefer a well-tuned carb over electron unit. Do you think the feel of the FI will be the same or will it be the leap forward? It was for the four strokes. Will this drive up cost too much or add too much risk of failure to be worth it? Very curious to hear your thoughts on this move for the two-stroke. As always, thanks for the content. Keep it coming. Jonathan in Tennessee. Um, so first of all, thanks for the letter, Jonathan. Um, my issues are, are only with the media crew. Uh, it has nothing to do with the race team. Uh, Ian and the boys over there are awesome. I've got a good relationship with them. And in fact, <clears throat> I did chat with Ian, who came to the States with Greg Albertine when he came over here from the GPs. They were buddies as kids. Ian was his mechanic during his world championship runs and his mechanic the whole time he was here racing in the States. He went with Roger to Suzuki, helped build that program, and then came over to KTM. He's, Ian Harrison is very, very dialed in when it comes to technical things. And I was chatting with him about that um, fuel-injected bikes. Uh, I think Plessinger was not on one, but Cooper and Marv were, uh, or something like that. Two out of the three were fuel-injected bikes. And he said the thing that they were finding, a lot like when the four-strokes first went to him, you remember, you know, there was like kind of an abrupt throttle feeling initially when you'd roll it on, and they were very linear, um, not a lot of excitement to them not a lot of over rev. And that's the same issue they're having on this two stroke. Just because it's so new, it's gonna take some time for them to work on the mapping and get that feel right. So he said, oh, the guys were all complaining that, hey, it just doesn't rev. It, it gets to whatever the RPM is up top and it just goes flat. Um, great throttle response and that kind of stuff. But that, that character that you want, like in a two stroke that's jetted just right, like if you listen to Kenny's bike, that thing would just keep climbing. So in the whoops, or if you're kind of revving out off the face of a jump, he doesn't run out of power. They're not quite there yet with that, but he said that they're, it's super complicated that, you know, you're, you're having to deal with exhaust temperature and crankcase pressure and all of these different things. There's so many sensors, it's very complex. And just figuring out the, um, the mapping, it's tough. It's gonna take a little time, but he says they are working on it. They actually made a lot of progress this week or the week prior to the straight rhythm event. And I said, well, is anybody, at KTM, either in Europe or here, really working on it there? Are they gonna focus on this? And he goes, well, the things that we did this week, we're gonna give them a good direction to go and they're gonna to continue to develop it. So <clears throat> I guess at the end of the day, we'll see. Uh, certainly, anytime you add that much technology, cost is gonna go up. Uh, for like, I would say off-road uh, purposes, this is great, right? Because you can go up an elevation where it gets colder or whatever, and you don't have to worry about your jetting changing. On a current two-stroke, that becomes a problem. You'll start running really crappy the higher you go. So I think there's good things to it. I don't know if motocross is the right application, but but we'll see. Um, and I do prefer the feel of a carb over electron. Don't, just as long as it's jetted right to me, it's not even close. The electron just feels very lean all the time. And it's, for me, it, I just don't really like it. Uh, but they're working on it. I think that they'll get it right. These guys are sharp and when they set their mind to do something, they get it done. So um, anyway, that, uh, that was kind of the info I got from Straight Rhythm for you. So thanks for the letter. Next one comes from Zeph, and uh, this is a long one, hang in there. 
Hey Ping, I want to start off by saying I'm a big fan of what you do. I like your viewpoint on nearly any topic. In the past, I was a bit confused on the Pulp MX breakup, but as the years went on, I became more understanding. I've been pro Ping and GL through the pandemic, in air quotes. I've always enjoyed that you take time to talk with us at the track, etc. You get the point. I was shocked to hear your point of view in the last vet Loretta Lynn's question on Ask Ping as, I was truly, as it was truly nonsensical. This vet question about Loretta Lynn's has nine lives and just doesn't end. I could think of 20 more things to bitch about with DC or AMA truly. Your view of giving another class to the vets and taking away classes from novice classes and throwing in you're not going to get a contract saying no one cares needs refining. I hope to help with this point of view as you have helped me gain perspective on other topics. The C-classes are very important to our sport. I myself have a young C-class rider. While we get some help from the industry, we also purchase large amounts of parts and equipment. I personally have bought my son three KX250s this year. When we race, these classes are typically the largest anywhere you go. They fund much of what is local and amateur racing events. This class is the feeder along with the Super Mini and 125 to the B-class. Many of the 21 C-class uh, were able to qualify for B at Loretta's this year. Newsflash, none of the vet class will feed up into the B class, let alone the pro ranks. I repeat, none. There will be many C-class riders that advance into higher forms of racing, contract or not, even if no one cares. I have no stake in what vet classes race. Clearly, you have no vested interest in C, but I can tell you it is probably the most important class of our sport. Without novice class racing, I would argue most of the local and am amateur national races wouldn't be financially feasible. <laughs> A few weeks back, I started writing to you and couldn't find the words about my son, Jack Kerrig. I was thinking I would reach out to you because Jack worked for Dirt Rider back in the Chris Dennison days. <clears throat> he tested all the mini bikes for years. He would ride the bikes and would typically build them and write stories. Now that he's moving on to the B class next year, maybe he could get a chance to work with you. I have many media examples if you're interested. A lot of kids move on. Uh, these kids move on to add value to the industry and ultimately our sport. Thanks, uh, Zeph. Okay, so a couple of things. First of all, uh, to I'm let me clarify what I meant by that. I'm not saying C-class racing isn't important. Absolutely. Uh, that's, the, that's the foundation for our sports where people get started. And on a local or regional level, you're right, most important class by far. I'm talking specifically about Loretta Lynn's. This is the pinnacle of amateur racing. The one event where, where you really see where you stack up against the best riders in the country and even the world. A lot of international riders come over for that event. In that setting, I don't think that saying you are the novice national champion carries a lot of water. I just think it's, uh, it's silly. It's like saying I am, you know, the best flute player at, you know, my local dance hall. I mean, it's just, it just not really a big deal. That doesn't mean they shouldn't have those classes. Those classes aren't important, but I stand by what I said. I'd rather see more mini bike classes added or electric bike classes added or vet classes added. Uh, because remember that vet riders, while they are never going to move up into pro ranks, if they haven't already been there, they also have the money. Okay. Those are the guys that have money to spend and they do help our sports stay afloat. So there's that. Um, that's kind of my opinion there. Um, what else do I have here? Um, I think that by getting rid of C and I'm just talking adult classes, I'm not talking mini bike, let the kids continue to go. But 250 and 450 C classes, stock and modified, let's, it's just silly to me. Um, give, some, give more kids a chance to go. That's my opinion. Um, and I think that it will also encourage riders to not hang back in the, in the C class to win a title. It'll, it'll encourage them to move up, which is something else we need across the board. Uh, stop trying to you know, milk it so you can win a title and move up. Get yourself into a more competitive class. So 
that's my only point. We could go back and forth. Obviously, you have a vested interest in the C-Class because your kid raced it. I'm a vet, so maybe I, I'm more sympathetic to that cause. And, um, you know, I, I don't make the decisions that rose anyway. So, you know, my opinion is like a fart in the wind here. Uh, just my opinion. And as far as your son goes, we are looking for test riders. Absolutely. Please reach out to me and send me uh, something with some info on your boy. And let's see if we can get him uh, testing some bikes for us and uh, part of the Whiskey Throttle Media family. We appreciate it. And, and we are looking for interns. We're looking for folks to help with content. So if you're somebody that's looking in that, uh, in that market to get into media, please reach out to me. You can get me at admin at whiskeythrottlemedia.com and I will respond. Uh, thanks as always, guys. We will be back next week with more questions. Send them in. See ya.